North Carolina Governor Roy Cooper and other state officials have just wrapped up a news conference. Let's take a listen. Well, good afternoon, everybody. Finally, Hurricane Dorian has left North Carolina, and we're getting a look at the damage that it brought. The hurricane has left behind destruction where storm surge inundated Ocracoke Island. Currently, the island has no electricity, and many homes and buildings are still underwater. Communications experts, law enforcement, and a medical strike team have been transported there, and a search and rescue team is on the way. We estimate about 800 people remained on the island during the storm and have heard reports from residents who say the flooding there was catastrophic. The Coast Guard has already airlifted from the island a 79-year-old man who needed immediate medical attention. We have deployed helicopters to airlift any others who may be injured and others who may want to leave the island. A shelter in Washington County is open to accommodate people from Ocracoke who may need a place to go. Helicopters will airlift food and water there. We also know that Hatteras and other parts of the Outer Banks have received damage and are without power at this time. Meanwhile, conditions are returning to normal in the southeastern part of the state. We're thankful not to have reports of serious injuries or death since the storm arrived. Many of the shelters have closed and some local authorities are lifting their evacuation orders. We ask that you check your local government's website or social media channels for instructions on re-entry if you evacuated. Still, there's a lot to do. Currently, we have more than 135,000 power outages and more than 81 road closures from flooding or debris. Secretary Trogdon will provide specifics on the road closures. If you must drive, be alert for downed trees and power lines, and don't drive on roads covered with water, and of course, don't drive around barricades. I'm truly grateful for everyone who helped to make preparations uh, for this hurricane. I also appreciate our first responders, some of whom are in the field doing their jobs as we speak. We also appreciate the work of Duke Energy, Dominion, Electricities, and the North Carolina Co-ops for working hard to get the power back on. I want everyone to know that they can stay informed still with readync.org for emergency information, drivenc.gov for road conditions, and if you want to think about donating your time or your money, you can go to nc.gov slash donate. I have with me today uh, emergency, emergency Management Director Mike Sprayberry. also have uh, Public Safety Secretary Eric Hooks, Transportation Secretary Jim Trogdon, Health and Human Services Secretary Mandy Cohen, North Carolina National Guard General Jim Ernst, State Highway Patrol Commander Colonel Glenn McNeil, our FEMA Federal Coordinating Officer Libby Turner, who traveled with me today to Wilmington to meet with the people there. Katie Webster, our meteor meteorologist. Commander Matt Moyer 
of the U.S. Coast Guard, and we appreciated their help during this operation. And we also have Lee Williamson, who is our interpreter for the hard of hearing. Uh, first, I want to uh, call on uh, Mike Sprayberry for a report. Mike. Thank you, Governor. Good afternoon, everyone. The State Emergency Operations Center remains activated at a level one, which is with all of our partners. As the governor mentioned, Ocracoke Island did experience significant storm surge, and we're working with our National Guard partners to help those folks um, get better and provide them with the support that they need. Our Swiftwater Rescue Teams continue to perform wide area searches to, in areas where weather permits. We've identified possible locations for our mass feeding kitchens, and we're prepared to execute that mission as soon as it's safe to do so, and we have identified a need. Our post-storm preliminary damage assessment plan is in place and will be initiated tomorrow. Concurrently, we have begun to de demobilize unneeded response resources. Our utility partners continue to execute restoration operations in eastern North Carolina. The resident population in our shelters have begun to decline as the storm exits the state, although we do remain operational. In closing, let me thank our media partners for keeping our residents and vendor, visitors informed throughout this event. Thank you very much. Thank you, Governor. I'll call on uh, North Carolina Department of Transportation Secretary uh, Jim Trogdon to talk about our road conditions. Thank you, Governor. Um, as of 2 p.m. this afternoon, all interstates are still open. We have five U.S. routes that have closed locations, U.S. 264 alternate just west of Greenville that I reported earlier today, uh, also U.S. 264 near Bellhaven, U.S. 117 College Road in Wilmington, U.S. 70 near the town of Beaufort, all due to high water, and then U.S. 15 near Larnburg due to down trees and power lines. We have nine locations of North Carolina primary routes closed. Four of those are on NC-12 in the vicinity of the town of Beaufort, Ocracoke, Frisco, and Southern Shores, as well as NC-133 in Brunswick County, NC-132 in New Hanover County, all due to high water, and NC-304 in Pamlico, NC-118, and NC-43 in Pitt County, each from downed trees. The initial report I received this morning on the bridge damaged on NC-12, there was a bridge uh, damaged in Ocracoke Village, but it was not on NC-12. It was on a secondary road leading to NC-12. We also have 67 secondary roads which are currently impassable. The largest number of those are in Pitt County with 23, which are all due to downed trees, followed by Brunswick County with nine secondary roads impassable, and Sampson County with nine secondary roads impassable, all due to high water. Many of our crews have started cut and shove operations to remove trees from travel lanes, and the range of completion in our coastal counties is between 50 and 75 percent today. Uh, but please use caution when you're traveling on roads with where these trees were. They will be cleared from the travel lanes and a few feet into the shoulder, but some of the tree and the, the the root ball may still be within the right-of-way and could still present a hazard. So proceed with caution as you travel on our roadways, especially in those coastal counties. We are working hard and planning to start ferry operations back up tomorrow morning, somewhere around 8 o'clock or later. The schedules may be variable and they will be posted 
by the end of today on our NC Ferry website. Thank you. We'll now have a report from Major General Jim Ernst of the North Carolina National Guard. Thank you, Governor, for the opportunity to speak about your National Guard or our National Guard. During this event, we've had about 521 soldiers that have been mobilized. Those soldiers have been predominantly stationed in 10 locations across our state, with the majority being in the eastern part of the state. Those soldiers brought with them 181 vehicles, 84 of them being from the LMTV family. What that means to you is they're high water rescue vehicles for us. These soldiers have worked for the last two days performing deliveries of commodities and supplies, movement of swift water rescue teams, and EMT escorts across the eastern portion of the state. Today we've been involved once the storm moved out in six air aviation missions across the barrier islands, predominantly in the Ocracoke area. We've done an aerial recon and a damage assessment of Ocracoke Island. We've had a mission to deliver communications equipment and a communications team. We had a mission to deliver an infrastructure assessment team to Ocracoke Island and two missions to deliver a medical response team of 11 personnel. And finally, we have a mission that is underway now to deliver a large contingent of uh, urban search and rescue personnel. It's been uh, an honor for us to participate and serve the, the citizens of our state. Thank you, Governor. We'll entertain questions for anybody on the podium. I wonder if you can speak to the combination of factors that led to Ocracoke having so many problems as opposed to some of the other barrier islands that I, I, I'm sure had problems, but this seems to have been the, the center point, the real trouble. That might be a meteorology question. Katie Webster. Thank you for that question. So I think part of it was, and it was well advertised, that waters on the sound side of the Outer Banks would get extremely high and very quickly as those uh, stronger hurricane force winds moved through, as we saw that. and. That was well communicated by the National Weather Service, and we saw nearly a six to or five to seven foot rise in almost an hour and a half. And so, uh, that's typical for storms that move up the coast. Not only do you get the ocean side flooding, but you get sound side flooding as well. And it's certainly a, a, a prevalent threat along the Outer Banks. Thank you. Know about Ocracoke compared to other parts of the Outer Banks? Is it lower lying? Or, or was it just some confluence of, of factors? I, I think it's, it's together you have the barrier islands that are fairly low-lying already and surrounded by water on all sides, and so you have a double threat. You have water coming from the ocean side and then that backside from the sound, and that's um, commonly seen in previous storms as well. Thank you. We know we've had anecdotal reports from people on the island who say that they've never seen it that bad so I don't don't know that to be true but we've seen we've certainly heard heard that Gary oh I'm sorry thank you. yes building off the earlier question on Ocracoke Island how does the situation at this point on Ocracoke compare to what we saw with hurricanes Matthew and Florence and how are those experiences impacting the affecting how you carry out operations on Ocracoke over the next 12, 24 hours? We saw a lot of uh, inland flooding with Florence and with Matthew. I think when you have 
uh, flooding on an island like that, you have to be concerned about getting resources to them. Obviously, you can't go by land, and so everything has to be airlifted in there with medical personnel and uh, with food and supplies. We know that uh, the flooding there is significant, much like the flooding that we had in the past two hurricanes, but it is very concentrated. Uh, we haven't seen uh, significant flooding. We've seen a lot of wind damage here for this. We still don't know the full assessment at this point, but we know that the Outer Banks have been hit pretty hard, that Hatteras was hit pretty hard with some destruction. I'll probably be headed out there uh, tomorrow to, to look and have a look-see myself. Governor, we've heard some stories about some attic rescues from people who are up on their, in their houses and were rescued on Ocracoke Island. Do, do you or your staff know anything about that? Or? So we don't know anything officially about any attic, rescue, attic rescues on Ocracoke because during the time of the storm, um, there's no search and rescue crews out there, certainly no aviation. Um, I can tell you, uh, just like the general was talking about, we have subsequently sent, um, you know, a lot of assets out there to include communications, incident management team, infrastructure experts. We're going to have a 30-man search and rescue team going out there to go through all the structures right now. But during the actual event, uh, you know, we didn't hear any reports of anybody being rescued like that. A quick follow-up. That you, there was a mention of a 79-year-old man that had to be airlifted out. Was that just because of of current medical issues, or what was he was he injured or anything? He, he had a current medical issue, and the Coast Guard was able to airlift him out. Right. Okay. The longer we go, and we don't hear a report from of injury or death in Ocracoke Island, the the, the better it is. That's very positive so far. Any other questions? So just to clarify, we're hoping to have ferry service restored by about 8 o'clock tomorrow morning. Is that roughly when uh, we would be able to potentially move assets onto Ocracoke through boats as opposed to purely through helicopters, or how are we going on that? Uh, I'll defer. We are working, and I'll defer that answer on the aviation delivery. Uh, but we've been released to do some reconnaissance on our ferry routes over to Ocracoke. So that'll be going on between now and tomorrow, working with the Coast Guard. We've got to clear the channels. Uh, we're, we believe some of the service, we're just not sure which ones, will be turned on by 0800 tomorrow. Um, but when we get that information, we will post it on the NC Ferry website so everyone will be able to access, access it as soon as possible. Yes, sir. Travis. When we talk about channels, is it too early to ask whether or not we've seen any channels close or change uh, due to the sand movement? Do we know if, if, if anything on the face of the coast looks particularly different? Commander Moyer, do you have any comment on that? You guys have been looking at the ports. Yes, sir, Governor. Thank you, Governor. Uh, all I can say is we've flown multiple sorties uh, throughout the day using our H-60 aircraft. Uh, from what we've seen from the air, and again, that's just an aerial assessment, the coastline and everything looks pretty good overall considering the nature of this storm. However, it's going to take uh, additional surveys and other uh, equipment to uh, consider whether or not there's any true damage. But right now, uh, it does look good, at least from that aerial perspective. 
Thank you, Governor. General, I wonder if General Ernst could come up here and talk just a little bit more about these six air, six aviation events that you had today. Could you just describe what type of aircraft are being used, and were all six going to Ocracoke? Yes, sir. Uh, all six flew Ocracoke. They've been all, three different types of uh, aircraft. There was a Lakota that did the first aerial recon mission that I mentioned. The four resupply missions were all Blackhawk UH-60s, and the final one with their urban rescue team is a Chinook heavy lift. Those are helicopters? Yes, sir. <laughs> Further questions? All right, we'll let you know when the next briefing will be. Thank you very much. That does it for now. Stay with the Carolina Weather Group here on our podcast feed and our social media platforms for updates throughout the storm. From Charlotte, I'm James Briarton, and this is the Carolina Weather Group.